On today's episode, ICMA President Troy Brown joins us to announce a reduced due structure and discuss regional events. 40 out of the 50 U.S. state government agencies rely on SMARSH to help meet their record-keeping and e-discovery requirements. SMARSH offers a truly modern approach to electronic records management that simplifies the capture and search of communications data so you can rapidly respond to requests through a single, comprehensive solution and stay compliant. To learn more, visit smarsh.com. Welcome to Voices in Local Government, an ICMA podcast. My name is Joe Superville. With us today is the City Manager of Moore Park, California and President of ICMA, Mr. Troy Brown. Thanks for joining us today, sir. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm the city manager of Moore Park, California. I've been here for four years now. I'm the city's second ever city manager in our approximate 35-year history here. Uh, so I think that speaks a lot to the council manager, former government, and the, the commitment to that former government here. Uh, Moore Park is a great city. Uh, we have about 37,000 residents, uh, 53 Hardworking employees serve those residents, and we provide a myriad of services from parks and recreation, community development, finance and administration. Primarily a contract city, we contract out for police, fire, and a lot of the public works duties are contracted out as well. Uh, our budget is approximately $19 million, which is a, a lean budget, but certainly uh, enough to be effective. All right, so shifting back to ICMA, kind of big picture top concerns, challenges, and also opportunities that city managers will face in 2022 and beyond. You can give your personal opinion on that. We'd also like to hear maybe what the feedback you're getting from or the direction you're getting from council or your colleagues or even the public. So you can kind of specify that to more park or bring it out regionally, and then we'll kind of shift into the ICMA as a whole. You know, great. I appreciate that, Joe. You know, uh, when I became president in, in Portland, I talked about uh, the challenges that local government was going to face as we sort of came out of the pandemic. Uh, I, I don't know that there, you know, when that date will be, but there certainly is, you know, the transition is talking about going from a pandemic to an endemic. But the pandemic taught us a lot about uh, the services that we provide in our workforce. And there was sort of a race to sort of adjust to, you know, the new social distancing norms that came out in place. And, you know, as I mentioned in Portland, throughout that process, you know, a lot of people sort of left local government as we retooled our service model. And as we now begin to sort of emerge out of the pandemic, you know, I think one of the challenges that local governments are going to face sort of across the board is attracting and retaining talent and then, you know, transitioning our workforce back into some sort of normalcy. I can tell you that attracting people into local government was always challenging, I think. But now you, you see a lot of people choosing different reasons for taking career path that they're taking. And, you know, yet we still, you know, have a need to provide vital services to our community. So I do think that providing some sustainable pathways to keep your workforce engaged and, and full of the, the talent that it needs to be is going to be a real challenge going into the future for us as we emerge from the pandemic. We're going to have to retool, you know, how we delivered our services, uh, not go back to the way things were, you know, before the pandemic. But that challenges and trying to really make us better. So I think that that's going to be a real challenge. Another challenge that I think managers are facing today, particularly in this day and age, is related to the supply chain and costs. You know, a lot of what we do is related to constructing the built environment and the prices for that and the supplies to do that 
are just skyrocketing across across the globe. And it's really going to have a challenge on how we finance projects and how we get these projects in the ground into the future. So we're going to need to be creative in terms of identifying funding sources, identifying priorities for which projects get in the ground on a timely basis. And, and then finally, I think that this is an ongoing challenge that local government has faced for years. And certainly a need that we're going to have moving forward is, you know, how to engage the community throughout that process. The proliferation of social media and other medias has really changed the way that we get input from people. And rather than getting just feedback all the time, which is what social media is great for, we need to develop ways to get meaningful input in the face of, you know, people really not wanting to engage and sit in a crowded room and talk about things anymore. So that's really going to challenge us to find creative ways to continue to engage with the community moving forward. Uh, and that, those issues are not unique to Moore Park. I think that those issues are a challenge for local governments around the world. And I'm proud to be a, be, proud to be a part of ICMA, who's actually working on the front lines to develop toolkits and methodologies to address some of these challenges. So lots of challenges moving forward, but I, you know, I'm confident in looking around at the cadre of folks that are serving this profession that we're going to move these issues forward. Yeah, that's what we're here for, resources and shared knowledge amongst the members. It sounds like budget is one of the key themes throughout all those items you just mentioned, and there's not necessarily an easy answer there, but whether it's efficiency to save money or revenue sources on the front end, that's that's going to have to be addressed one way or another. So are those the kind of conversations you're still having with council and staff, and where does that sit as, as you all have reevaluated for this calendar year, at least. Those are not easy conversations. And, and beyond the conversation about balancing the priorities and, and dealing with the budget side of it, some of the things that we're doing is we're looking at, you know, are there strategic partners along with us uh, that we can leverage our resources together to try and, and stretch our dollars to make them go further? You know, so as, you're, as we're looking at either road connectivity or even trail connectivity, you know, we're reaching out and having conversations with a lot of our strategic partners in the land conservation area or in the parks in open space district area that can help us partner together. And I think it will make uh, the competitive world of grants even more competitive. You know, but by and large, a lot of that's going to come down to timing. A lot of that's going to come down to available resources, but a lot of it can be also resolved through design. We may need to look at how we're designing projects and sort of get those things that are really important to achieve done in the forefront, and then come back and phase in projects later. There's no magic bullet for it, as you, as you talked about, but it certainly is forcing conversations as we enter into budget processes about what's important in our community. You know, what are those things that we can do really, really well uh, and focus our energies there rather than trying to do a lot of little things and really not making significant progress in a way that's meaningful and impactful that we're trying to do. Well, speaking of money, as we shift to how ICMA can fit in and your role as president right now, some some good news, I think, for members out there are the reevaluated due structure. So I'll kind of just hand it off to you without even really a question here, but let you kind of update um, anyone who hasn't yet been part of it or heard the update there on dues. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. You know, uh, the due structure of ICMA has been a longstanding issue within the association. and you know, it, there's a lot to unpack there, but it sort of gets back to the value proposition of the association. 
And you know, you want to feel like that you're 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 paying dues at, at a meaningful level for for the value that you're getting out of the association. And this has been an ongoing conflict within the association over a number of years. You know, when I was first joining ICMA, I I myself, you know, used to question, you know, this due structure. Here I am, sort of early or mid career. And is this really where I want to put all my eggs in the basket? And I'll tell you, the ICMA board has had conversations around the due structure for over 10 years. You know, back in 2005, they were talking about the due structure. But as we've progressed through that conversation, we've established some values for the association. And one of the things that the association values is providing access to early, early career professionals, mid-career professional, as well as those well-tenured people that have been part of the profession and the association for many years. So if that's one of our values, then we have to make sure that our due structure reflects that and, and provides pathways from everyone from students to department heads to long-tenured city managers, ways to come into the organization. So at the last uh, ICMA board meeting, which we recently had in February of this year, the, the board received a presentation from the finance committee who's been working on this issue with a consultant over the past year. And the results of that show that we can make significant changes uh, to not only the due structure and, and what people will be paying for it, but we can also lower the cap for those members that have you know, reached the cap of the structure of the dues, the due structure and provide some savings there. So it, it does have some financial impacts to it. But we believe that through the ability to allow additional pathways for members to join the association, that by bringing in more members over time, the, the dues will, the revenues from the dues will sort of mitigate the impacts of reducing the fees. ICMA has never, uh, since its incorporation, uh, proposed reducing its fee structure. And so I, I'm proud of the board, I'm proud of the finance committee, and I'm proud of everyone that took a bold look at this and came up with some really monumental changes that are going to shift the way people access this organization and the value that they get out of uh, the dollars that they provide uh, to join this association. I'm really proud of that. And more details to come in the coming weeks uh, leading into some of these regional events for the members out there. There will be a full rollout explaining all the details of what the new structure is about. Uh, but suffice it to say, it's it's definitely a watershed moment for the association. Yeah, and good news for existing members, but you said it too, I think a good opportunity for people who have considered considered it in the past or who aren't maybe even necessarily aware, but they can see the cost and see the value proposition and get more excited about joining. So the next topic in terms of kind of ICMA vision is the diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI as we call it. Not always an easy topic to talk about, but that's kind of the cliche. Oh, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. So here we are. We're going to talk about it, the good, bad, and the ugly side of it. So again, not even necessarily leading off with you a, a specific question, but if you want to jump in and kind of just give the overview of the back and forth there's been recently, what the board discussed, what they've decided on um, for ICMA moving forward in this topic. Yeah, Joe. So thank you for that. And that is a difficult conversation, but it's certainly a conversation that's worth having. Uh, you know, words matter here. So I want to make sure that we're sort of describing things, at least in a, in a light that we're both coming at it from the same perspective. So as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion, ICMA has had a long-standing history of making progress in this area. 
And what I've heard is there's really no disagreement in terms of the efforts that the association is putting forth as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusiveness, particularly for the association, for our governance structure, and in our communities. However, what has fallen from that is the issue of social justice. And the issue of social justice is controversial and, and is at least divisive among some of the memberships. Now, for me, you know, the, the issue of social justice has been around for many decades within ICMA. In fact, if we go back to, you know, the early 1970s when Cy Murray, who was the former city manager of Cincinnati, Ohio, and the first African-American president of ICMA, you know, at that time, against the backdrop of social upheaval and change, ICMA established a task force on race relations that described a series of actions that the association could consider for 1970 and beyond. And that decade that was ending had ushered in a whole new era of policies and programs, social movements and campaigns that begins the process that we continue on today of breaking down and eroding this news of social injustice. So like other institutions, you know, ICMA was evolving at that time with social changes. And, you know, following the death of George Floyd, you know, ICMA issued a statement uh, and the executive director issued a statement condemning that action. And we continued on our, a lot of our efforts as it related to social justice. Uh, there are members within the association that feel like, you know, ICMA wading into the social justice arena is political. And it, and it represents, this is characterizations of what I've heard, not necessarily my beliefs, but it represents characterizations and implementation of what the left is doing. I don't agree with that. I agree that, I, I believe that social justice and, and a look at uh, providing access to governmental services um, is something that is a responsibility of, of all public administrators. But I don't discount what it is that I'm hearing. So in, in order to really sort of wrap at least my mind and the board's mind around this, one of the things that we're going to be doing is that each of the regional summits, you know, I will be facilitating a conversation to hear from the broader membership in terms of what are their perspectives on ICMA's efforts in social justice and equity. Is there things that we should be doing more of? Are there things that we should be doing less of? You know, what are their concerns with that? What are their beliefs on that? What are, their, what are the benefits of that? So we're by no means uh, complete with that conversation. I'm looking forward to hearing from the members throughout that conversation so that we can develop the programs and services that the memberships need to serve their communities on a daily basis. So yes, that issue is out there. It is an ongoing conversation. I'm actually looking forward to participating in that conversation and learning those perspectives. You know, I, I want to hear both sides of what's going on so that we can take that information back into the policy development realm with the board and develop programs and services consistent with what the members are here. Clear up any potential confusion. It's not a matter of any group of people or individuals positioning themselves as against social justice or, or diversity and equity. It's more of the how does ICMA fit in and what's appropriate or not. It's not a yes or no, um, but it's about what ICMA should be doing moving forward, not a matter of if those things are right or just or 
worthwhile. No, that's exactly right, Joe. I mean, we have a responsibility to provide services to everyone in our community and everyone within our associations um, and pathways for self-actualization of people. And, you know, whether you couch that in social terms or whether you couch that in political terms, you know, this is not about one person or, or one group of people. I think it's about everyone sort of understanding, at least from the same perspective, of where we're trying to get to, where we're going, and why we're in that space or not. And, you know, just like we clarified in the beginning, because the words matter, I, I don't believe that it's about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I, I do believe it's more about the social justice efforts that ICMA is putting forward. And sometimes even those terms can sort of get interwoven and, and, and interplayed. So it's really important that we're sort of coming at this from at least a level playing field so that we can have those difficult conversations around this. And I'll tell you, this is not the first time that ICMA has had difficult conversations around things such as that. You know, we had different... We had difficult conversations before, and we will continue to. And you're you're on this podcast talking about it. The platform's open to members out there, and at the regional events, you just said it, it's it's a conversation. It's not just leadership or you or the board talking at the members. It's a chance for them to give their opinions, their concerns, their ideas to come to the best consensus possible. Which we all understand that's not gonna you can't please everyone all the time, but the conversation will happen, and that's part of ICMA's goal right now is to. I don't even want to use the cliche of safe space, but it is intended to be a safe place for people to express their views without necessarily immediately kind of get, having a finger pointed back at them or any assumptions made on, on their stance based on what they're saying or even where, you know, the type of place they're from. You know, that that's right, Joe. And I don't, I don't want to, at the same time, I don't want to overshadow the benefits of going to the regional summits. I mean, beyond those conversations, which are certainly important in, to me, there's a lot of benefit to attending a regional conference, not only from a networking perspective and meeting with uh, your counterparts within the region, but also the educational opportunities that are lined up for these are really outstanding. And I'm just looking forward to getting back and meeting people in person. I think that's part of the benefit of the regional conference. And some of the things that we've missed out on as an association, as we've navigated through the pandemic, is the opportunity to sit down and actually talk to people. So, I, you know, that that's a really great forum for that to happen. And I'm looking forward to attending the regional summit. Yeah, well, you just preempted really the last question about the ICMA regionals, kind of what to expect, what you're looking forward to. It's it's not just one heavy conversation about social justice. There's a lot on the agendas. Um, the websites for the individual regions will be linked on this podcast, and you can find it on the ICMA.org homepage. And we're just encouraging as many people to get back in person, to meet their colleagues, network, talk about all these topics, the priority topics of ICMA, and just even personally in their day-to-day -day job, what they're going through and bounce ideas off each other, which is, again, why we're here in the first place. That's right. That's right. Well, Mr. Brown, thanks for your time today. I appreciate the insight. Good news on the due structure. Again, more details to come on that. And thank and you. Of course, uh, happy to have you back anytime to kind of give updates for the membership. We'll get feedback from others and maybe address some questions that you or others can answer directly. Again, this platform is, is for the members of this podcast. PM Magazine, the blog, we're here to discuss what is important to IC members. So the more feedback, the better. That's great, Joe. Thank you very much. I'd love to come back. Thanks for your time.